Welcome to the Eco Echo, the podcast on environmental, ecological, and sustainability issues. So, for this podcast, I was researching plastics, single-use plastics, recycled plastics, sterile plastics, every plastic. I just kept thinking, are there any good plastics? Half of the plastic we produce is designed to be used just once, and that's a big problem, but not the only one. Plastics don't just harm the environment, they harm wildlife too. Plastic waste is littering our oceans, and every year threatens the lives of millions of marine animals. Seals, whales, dolphins, seabirds, fish, crabs and many other sea animals are dying and becoming sick because of this deadly environmental concern. Sea animals often eat microplastics because of their small size. In 2019, a young whale was found in the Philippines vomiting blood and struggling to swim. After the whale was took back into the lab, it was found to have more than £88 worth of plastic waste jammed into its stomach. Daryl Bletchley, a marine mammal expert, said, Plastic was just bursting out of its stomach. We pulled out the first bag, then the second. By the time we hit 16 rice sacks on top of the plastic bags and the snack bags and big tangles of nylon ropes, you're like, seriously? But unfortunately, this isn't the first time, as many other marine animals, such as dolphins, birds and fish, are found with their stomachs full of plastic every year. Generally speaking, the uh, majority of problems that we face with uh, plastics in polluting the oceans is, of course, as Saskia said, microplastics, which are plastics of of, uh, around a small enough size where marine animals will consume them with either without realising that they are not the food items that they're actually looking for or that because they actually think that they are food. Um, And in the majority of cases, this is what will lead to them... taking in these plastics and which will then clog up either their digestive system or by restricting their ability to breathe. So plastic waste is one of today's biggest environmental threats, as plastic doesn't biodegrade. It stays in the environment forever, creating long-term consequences. But what solutions are there? One of the key solutions that I've uh, locked down would be the effectively many different governments have been looking into scientific studies on the different kinds of plastics, because there are like many different kinds, it's a whole sort of field of study in of itself, and how they degrade over time, how they affect different organisms, how they're actually, even if they are like digested by a creature, how long they'll stay in their stomach, whether they can be broken down at all. And um, the way that many different governments are actually saying that we should be dealing with plastics is not instead of just like entirely cutting them out of our consumption and, other, and the way that we sort of utilise them in society, because that's not particularly viable in the immediate that we should simply be cutting down on certain types of plastic that do more damage to the environment than others. Um, I'm not going to go into like what they're individually called because they're all very long science-y names, but to put it in layman's terms, effectively some plastics are higher weight than others, in quotation marks. Effectively meaning that they'll take longer to break down, they take longer to, uh, they're more dangerous creatures, they cause more problems in digestion, they cause more problems in taking longer to digest, and effectively by using lower weight plastics and using more effectively safer ones, they'll be able to cut down on various 
problems that they bring about when they are left in the environment. For example, one of the big ones that I've actually found was that uh, many UK supermarkets have actually had to have this uh, introduced into their way they produce their plastic bags. The actual materials they're made out have been changing by uh, into different types of plastics. Even uh, Lego announced that it had been introducing plans to uh, move the type of plastics its bricks were made out of from uh, to a poly polyeth from a polythene sort of uh, build made out of um, a type of plastic that isn't even uh, produced from petroleum sources which most plastics are yeah so plastic waste is a big problem isn't it in the UK um, I think we produce 2 million tonnes of plastic waste per year um, only 45% of this waste is actually recycled. Yeah, um, one of the things that I found is that um, every year in the UK over here, we actually uh, we go through almost 2.5 billion disposable plastic cups, which are, you know, you've all seen them as like at cafes, restaurants and the like, which... Um, which is surprising because it's like um, you'd see you'd, you'd think that that'd be like one of the first things to be cut down on, but like the plastic in cups, even ones that are predominantly made out of paper, also have plastic elements, which actually makes them incredibly difficult to recycle. And that's two point five billion cups used a year, and the, these are composite materials. So you've got papers in them, you've got cardboard, you've got plastics. And those plastic elements make them very difficult to recycle. So they're not only bogging down just plain plastic items; they're also bogging down recyclable items like paper stuff and effectively one of the big problems with this is that they always go into landfill and one of the main problems with and one of the big solutions that people have been coming up to coming up with for this has been effectively for local groups sort of community groups so there's a big one in reading called uh, refill reading that um, want to either cut down on the amount of landfills and therefore force local producers to move entirely to reusable and recyclable alternatives rather than keeping to plastic or semi-plastic products. It's it's really bizarre. Hearing you say that has made me remember something that I read. And you've been talking about, obviously about the paper waste and plastic waste. I read that in a, in a bizarre twist that... Single-use plastics were originally produced to address concerns over deforestation. In the early 1980s, plastic bags were produced to cut down on paper bags. Um, so it's plastic, paper, which one? Well, I think uh, I read a little while ago, because it's like, a, obviously, a lot of supermarkets have sort of got these uh, bag-for-life ideas, effectively, where they'll make one sort of sturdy bag for the idea that you continuously reuse it forever. And I, I, rem- I, I, can't, I don't think I actually have a specific figure for this, but I can't remember. It's like some people were like getting these bags and they were using them for a week or a month and then throwing them away, which is just adding to the problem. So uh, one, one of the big things, it's like it's obviously not just sort of on a corporate or political level that people are overusing plastics. It's also on a personal level. A lot of different people are making the problem worse just on their individual levels. Um, as I said earlier, there was like 2.5 billion plastic cups or cu- pla- cups with uh, composite plastics in them. There's 7.7 billion plastic water bottles are used up and thrown away in the UK alone. I can't imagine what it's like internationally. Effectively just to continuously do things over and over again, which uh, will continuously continue to hurt the problem, just from average people in their everyday lives being wasteful. There's three three billion disposable coffee cups are 
thrown away every day containing plastics and it gets worse and worse the more of these different things that you dig into when there are sustainable alternatives available there's you could i mean a reusable coffee cup that you could take anywhere would if used by the majority of the population cut down on an unimaginable unimaginable amount of plastic waste that wouldn't have to go into landfills or wouldn't end up being dumped where it isn't supposed to be mhm i think on a on a personal level I always consider things like if you have to have a paper cup, can you just not have a lid? Obviously, if you're travelling, you're going to need a lid. But well, yeah, it, it it is a lot of like sort of small scale solutions like that. Sort of just like the the the, pla- the plastic issue is not something like say I don't know carbon emissions from cars, where it's sort of like you can you see this sort of large central issue in the way that engines are produced and all that that sort of causes huge amounts of it problems plastic as an environmental issue is hundreds of tiny things which are contributed to by billions of people having effectively irresponsible habits i mean you know you just need to think back to your own sort of own supply your own everyday life to think about all the things in your life which have which at the very least contain plastics if not being made out of them entirely that um effectively will contribute to this problem just by being disposed of eventually. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not even just disposable plastics, is it? It's not those single-use plastics that we're, we're thinking of. 91% of all plastics have not been and will never be recycled. And I think even though we're seeing some innovation now with re- recycling, a lot of, let's say, plastic bottles, you can only recycle so many times before they actually have to be disposed of. Hmm. Um, and then when we think of disposing that, that plastic, of how, we, how we're going to get rid of it if we don't recycle it, of different ways of sort of solutions, there's a lot of debate about, about these proposed solutions and a lot of them are actually problems too. For example, one of the solutions discussed is incinerating plastic. Um, but obviously, that generates CO two emissions. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's all a balancing act, and it's one with you know sort of some heavy consequences. It's like it's like I said earlier, like uh, one of the sort of the key solutions that some scientists are pushing is that is not just uh, removing plastics entirely or finding a better way of disposing of them, but finding alternative plastics and alternatives to plastics as a whole that can be sort of gradually phased in sort of like i said those lower weight plastics that aren't as harmful to uh, wildlife that might end up ingesting them or the environment they end up interacting with but um just like simple things on a governmental a corporate and a personal level could solve a great deal of problems i think um there's apparently a 40 percent well uh, there is a 40% increase in plastic pollution in the Mediterranean Sea that is caused simply by tourist flights, effectively people from other countries sort of moving on holiday for a brief period, going through a bunch of disposable plastics that are then just being dumped because they're not being disposed of properly by the sort of tourism industry. Mm, It's awful. Yeah, that's that's one public sector one, I wouldn't say small, it's a very substantial industry, but like one part of the economy that does so much damage just by 
its own, just by itself, you can imagine what the effects are when you have that one thing there, and then you sort of push that effect across to an entire country's production, all the different things that it goes through. You can imagine just how much damage everyone can be doing when they're coming together like that, and just how easy it would be to cut back just by using some slightly different materials in a few different areas. I mean, like I said, passenger flights alone produce over 5 million tons of plastic. Yeah, and uh, one of the main ways that sort of various campaign groups have been trying to sort of cut back on that particular problem with the travel industry, and again with many other industries, is effectively to just get them to replace all of those easy, reusable things that they've got. Like, I think one of the big ones is shampoo bottles. Apparently they just, like, produce a massive amount of them that end up being disposed of and put to waste very easily, containing large amounts of plastic, and it'd be so easy to just sort of cut back on the amount of plastic used in them or change the types of plastic used in them. And there's... I think a massive thing is, as well, is... You you want to do good. You want to recycle so many things. You know, sometimes I sit there and I think, does that go in the recycling or does it go in the bin? Mm. Um, I know with plastic black trays, a lot of them aren't recyclable. Obviously, for anyone listening, you you have to you know check with your local council. But a lot of the machines can't can't um, scan, let's say, the plastic, so it doesn't get recycled. Um, shampoo bottles, so a lot of plastics, the bottles are recyclable, but the caps aren't, are they? Um, and I think also we see this massive thing where water companies, you know, bottled water, they say, oh, it's all right, you know, your you water bottles made from 50% recycled plastic. That's not the point, though, is it? It's still plastic that is being used repeatedly when there are available alternatives. I mean, it's like, uh, the various sites that I've sort of been looking through while I was researching this, they would actually advertise alternatives to plastics, and it's like, it's very simple stuff, like, um, it'd be just using metal alternatives that, like, a reusable, sort of like a, you know, a flask or something that you could carry on you would be a simple solution. Then you would look at stuff, like, that you wouldn't even need to carry around, the stuff in your kitchen, I mean, you look at the majority of, like, the tools that you use in cooking, they have plastic handles, they have plastic connectors, and it's like, these are things that could very easily be replaced with wooden or metal alternatives that would work just fine, if not better, and probably for a lesser price in a great many regards, that just aren't for a multitude of reasons that we've had built up over the years that really aren't either that important or something that we can't just compensate for anyway. Now, to be the devil's advocate, the plastics industry and their lobbyists would say that without plastics, many of the possessions that we have and that we take for granted might be out of reach, all but for the rich, and that plastic, uh, and that making stuff with plastic components, as you say, um, makes items more affordable, cheaper to produce. And allows us to to have those things. Well, while I wouldn't want to um, spite the plastic lobbyists, I think we are at the point where, in many regards, we can produce these things for a reasonable price anyway. It's like cheaper doesn't necessarily, like more expensive rather, doesn't necessarily mean 
too expensive, even for people in a, on a lower income, especially when things like plastics do break down on a usable level much more easily than, again, metal or wooden alternatives, uh, especially in those everyday tools. It's like... There's it's 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 the light bulb argument. Effectively, companies that have an interest in making products that people use on the everyday have a vested interest in making sure that those products don't last forever. I think it was in the early nineteen. This is detached from plastics, but it is sort of a glowing example of how this works. In the early nineteen hundreds, light bulbs were just coming into common commodity, and effectively, the companies that produced them realized very early on that the light bulbs they were producing were getting better and better and were lasting longer and longer to the point where they'd effectively last indefinitely there are there are literally we had that if you were to look around the united states which is which is where they they were being sold in large numbers at the time you'd still find in some older stores or locations light bulbs that have literally been running on and off since the early 1900s yeah, I think that and, was led by Thomas Edison, wasn't it? There's... Yeah, Th Th Thomas Edison was sort of like one of the people at the forefront of that, yeah. But effectively what happened was light bulb companies come together and say, we've got to fix this. So they make their light bulbs for cheaper and less effectively so that people are forced to buy new ones more frequently. And many different industries do that. And while I don't have a source in particular to back up, pla back up how much that happens within the plastic industry, it would not surprise me at all if many different companies that produce everyday appliances were specifically using plastics to, if not shorten the lifespan of their items, at least, well, not to lengthen them with the uh, uses of metals and other materials that would be mm -hmm. either longer lasting and therefore not needing to be recycled or just plain up recyclable. I think that's a, a really interesting take on it. Um, regarding the, the light bulbs, I know there's an Edison light bulb in a fire station, firehouse, as I believe they're referred to over there, that's that's worked for decades. Um, and I think there's another angle to this, and that's that we're seeing more and more now new legislation being brought in, um, and it's often referred to as a right to fix, meaning that these Apple products that are produced and these light bulbs, they're often only designed to last a, a certain amount of time. Well, a Apple's particularly bad for that because, like, they their entire business model is constructed around not just making you buy their newest product whenever it comes out, even if you've still got the old one that works just fine. It's also around making sure that you can't customize that product to your own need. It's like, as you said, right to fix, also right to modify, mm -hmm. are very important parts of this. And it sort of is effectively, in most large-scale industries that rely on people repeatedly buying new products, even when they wouldn't necessarily need them under a better product. It is based around keeping the consumers in the dark as to how much they need mm -hmm. for their various products and how much they actually need in the environment and how much damage they might be doing by not just sort of sticking to something they already have or keeping to an older model or keeping something that was working at a slightly lesser level than what's coming out now. Mm -hmm. I must note that that, of course, is allegedly. Um, but as we see this right to fix legislation coming in, um, do you think that manufacturers, products, might then turn to using more plastic as as cheaper parts, if you understand? So let's say um, 
a ro- new rights fix legislation comes in and let's say it's for a washing machine and there's a part that often breaks and it can be repaired. Now let's say that that part's normally made of plastic and it can last eight years. What's to say that when new legislation's brought in, this company might think, okay, this is going to cost us so much. If we now make that part with plastic, it will work as good. Um, it won't last as long, so we'll get to sell more parts, and they'll still have the right to fix it, and that's going to use up more plastic, I think. Uh, th- well, I think at the end of the day, that's sort of just like... It, it's it's a bit of what's about of sort of what if companies just find a new way to weasel into penny pinching and saving themselves money it's sort of like yeah they're going to inevitably i think the problem that we should be trying to deal with the problems that we have now and that we can solve rather than sort of trying to predict well what if that causes another problem down the line potentially Mm -hmm. i think we are seeing innovative ways of kind of helping um some some companies are developing developing bioplastics um, they're made from plant crops instead of using fossil f- fossil fuels. Yeah, rather, that, that was the one I mentioned earlier. I sort mm-hmm. of I flubbed it a bit, but like um, Lego, they 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 they're doing that effectively. Sort of they're changing from petroleum, that's oil based um, plastics, towards more sustainable options that are just made using more well, just uh, more 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 uh, environmentally friendly. This means. is the question, isn't it? That's that's the point just at the end there more environmentally friendly more sustainable because as you you said they're crop based and Mm -hmm. that will take more farming land which means which comes back to what you said about the 1980s earlier that originally plastics were introduced en masse in the way they were partially to aid with environmental issues which means that if we do commit to that sort of like plant based plastics to uh, help replace the current ones are we just in bringing in a new issue? And if we're going to use more paper, which we are saying is easier to recycle, of course, we are now depending on that resource in, instead of using too much plastic. Obviously, we're saying recycle, use the same. If it's pla- if it's a plastic bag, keep using the same bag, or as some. Um, shops do they give you paper bags don't they but then aren't we going to be using more of our natural resources and recently we've seen we've cop 26 um targets to stop deforestation the 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 topic is extremely complex isn't it but i think we are seeing yeah it's like a sort of three people on a podcast aren't going to solve all the world's problems and we'll, we'll try but we can we can try our best but like that's not going to get anywhere uh, <laughs> Not to have a minimal faith in us, but generally the source of the um, issue is again, it, yeah, it is. It's it's a double-edged sword, as I said. Like that, you you can't predict the problems that you're going to produce in finding a solution for a different problem, especially when it's something this complex with the environment. And we're going to have to depend on world leaders, then, aren't we, um, Saskia? Uh, recently, we have seen COP twenty six. What's your take so far, Saskia? Do you think world leaders can make change? Well, from what I read yesterday and saw on the news, um, no, I don't think they're taking it seriously at all. Um, The Prime Minister fell asleep 
uh, along with Joe Biden. So Allegedly. The, the Joe Biden bit isn't too surprising in that regard. No, but I think it was a bit shocking, um, you know, when there's so many problems in the world and climate change is probably at its worst. Mm-hmm. Um, you see leaders like that who say that they want lots of change in the world um, and they make all these speeches, yet you see pictures of them falling asleep. I don't think it paints a very good picture. I know, it certainly doesn't, does it? Um, but I did think I did think David Attenborough's speech was very good. Because um, mm. obviously all his life, that's, you know, that's what he's done. That's been his purpose. And um, I think it must be awful, you know, to get to sort of that age and not really see much change. In fact, things just get worse. And he's calling upon us to help, isn't he? Um, as individuals and as world leaders. Um, what ways can we ha- can we do our part individually? Well, it's it's a it's a lot of different things. Like I like I said earlier, like there are many different sustainable alternatives to um, the various problems that we face, and it many things. It's it is just those small everyday things. Like as I said, switching out to material different material based. Um, tools in your everyday life, in your equipment, in your kitchen, in the bottles you drink out of, in flasks you use. There's quite a number of things that I've seen based around sort of using hand wipes that aren't plastic-based, of which a surprising amount are. It is it's a, it is just a hundred little different things in your everyday life where you need to just sort of examine, okay, what is in the stuff that I use? It, it, it's the same as like watching your diet. It's like you just need to examine the stuff on the back of the label, figure out what's in this, what does it do, what's the negative side effects, what can I have instead, just in all of these different items to try and sort of fix the issue that you have. And for more ways to help, you can go to our website, theecoecho.co.uk. On our next episode, we will be talking COP26. See you then. Bye.